0: Okay. Here we go. Yep.
1: A short time ago, an American airplane dropped one bomb on Hiroshima. Mr. Been been Gorbachev, tear down this. American people I think is good people. They are they have not to charge with the guilty of all the lies. Nicely done. Oh,
0: that's the new theme song. Yeah. (laughs) Do you like that?
1: That was most impressive.
0: You know, it's better than what I was originally going to go with, which was Cold Wars, nothing but Cold Wars. (laughs) We're talking about... Cold wars until we die. they can
1: shoot off our ass. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Uh, shout out to the greatest living composer mm-hmm. on the planet uh, and friend of the show, Joffrey Horta Antonio from España. Um, uh, thank you, Joffrey. Yes, I actually you. had another theme uh, 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 ready to go. Mm-hmm. Some of you that have mm-hmm. been on the feed for a while would have heard that. And then uh, I posted something on Facebook and Hofre uh, went, hey, 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 <laughs> you, you have to use my music, man. And I was like, oh, oh I didn't want to ask. I and so. those of you that listen to our Alexander the Great show will know that Hofre uh, yeah. also does the um, yeah. the theme hero for that. Check him out on... Uh, Jofrehorta J-O-F-R-E-H-O-R-T-A.com, or look look him up on iTunes or Spotify. Yeah. Have a listen to the album that both that and uh, Alexander the Great track comes yeah. off.
1: Whenever whenever we play his music, I feel like we should be talking like this, yeah. and uh, you know, I, I feel that way. Yeah, I,
0: I feel much more intelligent. My IQ goes up by <laughs> like several points, and then it comes right back down again.
1: Right back down, yeah. but it felt good. Yeah, yeah. Good. If you're too
0: young to have heard the name Daniel Ellsberg. He was a Pentagon military analyst who, in 1971, released to the media what became known as the Pentagon Papers, top secret mm-hmm. files, which he had actually uh, co-developed while he was uh, working for the Pentagon, which showed that the U.S. government had been lying to the American public about the Vietnam War. No, that's, that's not true. War. And... Yeah. And it it was one of the the major things that led to the U.S. getting out of the Vietnamese War in uh, the 70s. And in a Mm -hmm. recent interview I just read last night, uh, or listened to actually last night uh, because it was recorded, Ellsberg, one of the real Cold War warriors who's now 84 years old, graduated Mm -hmm. Harvard, um, said that the understanding of the Cold War that 99 out of 100 Americans holds right now is a fairy tale. Oh, yeah. We agree. And we are here to crush that fairy tale into dust. It's going to go into the fairy tale dustbin of history. (laughs) We're going to be the snot out of it. Along with Santa. Uh Hey. (laughs) Multitasking. The one-minute manager. The idea that Rick Ashley is never going to give you up because he's going to give you up. (laughs) Eventually, yeah, eventually Or you're going to give yeah. him up Because you're going to when, get pretty you, sick of getting Rick rolled every well, <laughs> fucking time you come in the room
1: When he uh, can't dance the way he danced back in the 80s That's when I have to give him up But for right now, Rick's still my man
0: I've got more fairy tales, I'm not finished yet Jesus okay. <laughs> Let's just get I'm, that out of the way <laughs> Or the idea that you can make decent whiskey out of corn That's right. just, just nonsense, no. people Get that out of Quit your trying. head right Quit now We're trying, yeah Happy Easter, by the way, Ray I'm sorry? I said Happy Easter. Oh. <laughs> um, Thank so you. Let, let's get into it. If you are alive for the second half of the century, as Ray and I both were. My hand's up. Yep. The co- <laughs> Well, it's better than where it normally is, which is down the front of your <laughs> pants when we're recording. The Cold War was an ever-present reality. Like, yes. We grew up. Being told that the world could end any minute and probably would. It's not like it was a far off, distant possibility. It was like those crazy ruskies are probably going to kill us all tomorrow. Yeah. And the thing is, we were told it was going to, it it, it could end at any minute and you probably wouldn't see it coming. If you were lucky, you might get a couple of minutes warning. (laughs) Lucky. Just enough time to hide under your bed. Right, um, and then your bed, and you would be reduced to ashes in <laughs> a nuclear blast. But at least you would have been under your bed when it happened.
1: Right, right. It, it would take the sting out of it. Uh, no, I remember being a little kid. We're talking elementary school, um, what mid seventies, practicing the drill, and they kept they kept uh, p- um, really pushing the point about putting your hands in the back of your head, the back of your neck, and over your head. And I was just a kid, and this was scaring the shit out of me, because they really weren't explaining it. Just, okay, you know, get down, put your hand over here, get under your desk. And I'm like, is this earthquake or whatever? And they're like, no. But I just remember doing that a couple of times, and that scared the crap out of me. Be sure and remember what Bert the Turtle just did, friends, because every one of us must remember to do the same thing. That's what this film is all about. Duck and cover. This is an official civil defense film produced in cooperation with the Federal Civil Defense Administration and in consultation with the Safety Commission of the National Education Association.
0: I'm just going to say this: the, the the what was that? The Safety Association. Yeah. yeah. civil, Yeah. They 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 needed to do more homework. Oh yeah. no! <laughs> the Safety Commission of the National Education. Really, really? You thought yeah. the ducking yeah. and covering was going to save you from a nuclear bomb? Really?
1: Well, they should have been honest and said um, Bert the Turtle is going to shat himself. So uh, being in whatever position you want to be in, it really doesn't make a difference. But in that video that I've seen that that you were playing, they were literally emphasizing covering the back of your neck, you know, getting behind a wall, you know, that kind of. And I'm like, really? Okay. Because
0: that worked for the folks in Hiroshima that got behind a wall. But, of course, nobody knew that because nobody got to see the footage because it was all censored. Um, Right. If you were one of the lucky ones who was not even in the direct path of a nuclear strike, you would live out the rest of your life in a world devastated by nuclear winter where plants and animals struggled to survive without sunlight because there'd be like ash up in the atmosphere and smoke and dirt and dust that would block out sunlight for a thousand years. (laughs)
1: I, I was thinking about that. Between a nuclear blast or a zombie apocalypse, I have no skills. If it's not something where I can hit a switch, I'm screwed. So I hope neither one of those happen because I'm just really not prepared.
0: You'd always be able to sell your limoncello at the markets.
1: Homemade. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, i. Uh, uh. <laughs> After a nuclear
0: strike, people won't know the difference between real limoncello and your urine in a bottle. I mean, really. (laughs) Surprise! If you're too young to remember the fear of the Cold War, you you still need to listen to this show because it's understanding what happened in the late... Well, the second half of the 20th century, let's just say that. It is vitally important to understand what's going on geopolitically in the world you live in today because the Cold War shaped the 21st century in many ways. You know, and, and then here we were, we, were we, we grew up with this thing, we lived with it, and then all of a sudden in sort of 1991, in the early 90s, it just disappeared. Yeah. The, the, the Soviet Union was dissolved, the fear suddenly went away, there was dancing in the streets, and then <laughs> 10 years later, 9-11 mm-hmm. happens, and we have this new fear we we got ten years with without much fear. They're like right. you don't have to worry for ten years. Make the most of it, and then we've we, we've got this whole new fear that's been around for the last fifteen years. But the thing is, mm-hmm. and if and if um, we want to communicate anything in this first episode, it's that it's the same fear, right? The fear that we have today over oh the terrorists are coming to get us. And they're going to rape our children and 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 be and you know and nail our wives to the walls and it's the right. same fear that we in the West had about the commies.
1: yeah it's the- just coming from a different direction yeah,
0: yeah. well, right. actually coming from a lot of the same direction cause right. <laughs> it's just coming from over yeah. there right it's the same you know, fi- I- it's the same fear sorry, just packaged up with yeah. a, with a different protagonist,
1: yeah. No, I just think it's interesting. I remember watching on TV, even though I really didn't kind of comprehend, on November 9th, 1989, is when they pretty much opened the border, you know, the Berlin Wall, people going, okay, you can just go back and forth, uh, that kind of stuff. And then I think it was June 13th, 1990, when they started taking the wall down. I just remember being very young going, oh my God, it was like an alien world over there. And now suddenly people can just go back and forth as much as they want. And that was the beginning of the end. But But you're right. I mean, technically... Technically, the, the the Cold War is over, but the results of it, the, the effects of it are still with us today. I started making a list of all the different effects and, and I just uh, uh, eventually just quit quit writing because it's like America's relationship with the world, Europe's relationship with itself, Europe's relationship with Russia, Russia's relationship with Japan, Russia's relationship with Mongolia, China's relationship with uh, Japan, uh, India's relationship with Pakistan, uh, you know everybody's relationship with North Africa – Uh, Africa itself, the Middle East, I mean, literally er everything that's going on today is indirectly or directly the result of the effects of the Cold War, this thing that went on for decades. And even though it's technically in the history books, we still live with it every day. We just don't fear it anymore because there's not a whole bunch of, you know, thousands of missiles pointing at each other from two different superpowers. But the effects are still very much with us today.
0: But yes, there are thousands of missiles pointing at Oh yeah yeah each yeah other.
1: but I'm just saying not like it was yeah
0: yeah no like it was we still have what? missiles pointing at them and they still have what missiles it? pointing at us or I, I say those are we I don't, I don't think Australia has any missiles really no, we, we've got a couple it. of really angry kangaroos that we're planning on shipping over there
1: I've seen videos they're pretty
0: tough Oh yeah they're don't fuck with tough. our kangaroos man but still <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this is, this is kind of my point. Today, the, the Cold War seems like a distant memory, like a story right. from antiquity, like the campaigns of Julius Caesar or Alexander the Great. But the reality is, and this is the argument I'm going to make, the Cold War didn't end in the early 90s. It's right. still with us today. We still have a world filled with nuclear weapons. We have more countries today with nuclear capability than mm-hmm. we had in the early 90s. Um, we have the same basic motivations that led to the Cold War still exist today. And and I think this is what Daniel Ellsberg is getting at, this fairy tale. See, the Cold War wasn't about communism versus capitalism, which is (laughs) what I think most people probably think it it was all about. It wasn't about totalitarianism versus democracy. It wasn't (laughs) even about... Whether or not ninety nine Luft balloons is better than ninety nine red <laughs> balloons, because Luft means air, people. Right. Um, the right. German version very different to the English version, uh, from Love what I'm self. told. Not that I right. speak version. We should get our respective wives to listen and tell us. Yeah. as they both speak for German, actually, yeah. <laughs> Heather doesn't speak German, does she?
1: No, she's only half German. <laughs> only she just she just knows how to give orders in German. That's pretty much all <laughs> she can do. Did you
0: say nine? Nine. <laughs> Uh, if, but if you, if if you like most people who grew up in the West, I think you probably think of the Cold War in fairly simplistic terms. You've been taught this oh, yeah. dumbed-down fairy tale. It's funny. I had fairy tale written in my notes before I even saw that bloody Ellsberg quote. Me and Ellsberg, man, we're on the same page with this there you go. about bad communists versus good Americans. Now I Ooh. know Ray, you put in your notes Western countries or something, but it was really con- the, the the commies. It was the USSR versus America, for, for you know that's how everyone thought of it. So like not like England had anything to do; they were still right. busy just you know digging themselves us, out of a hole. Us and Russia, yeah. yeah. Now, of course, as we've said on all of our other podcast series, life is rarely that simplistic or binary. Right. It's usually far more complicated and interesting than just good versus evil.
1: Yeah, that that just kind of drives me crazy, the whole evil thing. We're going to go into this and we're going to be as balanced as we possibly can. We're going to bring you facts, which is going to pretty much destroy what you learned in middle school or high school, if you learned about it at all. I wonder how much they teach Uh, About this anymore in schools, I wouldn't be surprised if it not much. But but basically, everybody has motivations for doing something, and it's normally preservation and trying to make their lives better. And so, just because you're pitted against someone else, doesn't make you good automatically and them bad. Everybody's got their reasons. Everybody's got their motivations. Everybody's going to try to win. It doesn't make you the good guy. And we're going to try to approach this like that. Here's two sides. Here's what they're doing. Here's why they're doing it. And let's leave all that stuff at the door, and let's just examine what happened because it is truly fascinating and scary at the same time.
0: Yeah, look, the basic motivations for nearly every war in history that I've ever studied come down to three things, money, power, and security. And by security, mm-hmm. I mean securing your borders against the other countries coming to take your money and power. Um, <laughs> you know, and those motivators still drive geopolitics today. What's ISIL all about? You forget what you read in the media. It's about money, power, and security, right? They mm-hmm. want they want self determination. They want control. Yeah, they want to be able to live their lives the way that. Yes, that may involve a caliphate. And they that may involve Sharia law, but it's still they want power over their own lives and over you know the, how they see things should play out. The, the tensions between the USA and Russia today. What's it over? Money, power, and security. Russia invi- invading Crimea uh, and all the right. shit that's going over there, Ukraine. What's it about? Money, power, and security—all uh, of these wars are, are, are driven by the same motivators, and, and, and they exist today with a lot of the same players, just different names. And we, we right. you know, we, we uh, have this media thing now. This, this massive media presence, far bigger than it was in the beginning of the, the Cold War, mm-hmm. that spins this narrative for us. And what we're going to try and do is break apart that narrative for you.
1: Yeah. Um, I, let, uh, me just, uh, let me just let me just add on uh, to what okay. you just said. Let mm-hmm. me just add on to what you just said. So in and, and, and this sounds in America, your 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 take on it sounds a different way. So I'm just going to I'm just going to add on to it because Americans are so sensitive anyway. So when we say countries are out for money, power and protecting their borders. That's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's just the way it is. But when a government goes to war, they can't say, oh, we're here to protect our money, power and borders. It doesn't work that way. You have to give it a spin. You have to make it about an ideal. You have to fluff it up a little bit. But all the way from Alexander and before Alexander and to this day, it's money, power and protecting your position and protecting your borders. That's the way it's always been. So we're not saying it's bad, it's just the way it is and it's the way it always will be, just be cognizant of that and and you will view history uh, so much more accurately.
0: And it's not like good things aren't done along the way or bad things aren't done along the way either, but the motivators are the key thing. Yeah, Right, right. Uh, if, If, you know... So anyway, we'll, we'll get into more of that later on. Over, we're going yeah. to tell the story of the Cold War over probably, it's going to take us, what, 10 years? I don't know. Well, well it,
1: it'll take one of us 10 years because I don't think we're both going to live that long no, or possibly so be assassinated. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So one of us will by, finish it by off.
0: One of our wives. Is like
1: <laughs> Our children.
0: Are you still doing that podcast? <laughs> um, we're... Some of the things we're going to go deep on um, over the duration, we're going to talk about the development of atomic weapons, communism, what is it really, the history of socialism and communism, the creation of the United Nations, the Marshall Plan, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, the Cuban Revolution, the Cuban Missile Crisis, the Berlin Wall, the space race, McCarthyism and the Red Scare, the hippie movement. Uh, Along the way, we're going to to go deep on a lot of some of the most interesting characters the world produced in the 20th century, some of whom, like Daniel Ellsberg, are still alive today. Politicians like Stalin, Churchill, Roosevelt, Truman, Molotov, Mao, Kimmel, Sung, Eisenhower, Marshall, MacArthur, Kennedy, Khrushchev, Castro, still alive. Kissinger, still alive. Mm -hmm. Nixon, Whitlam, Thatcher, Gorbachev, and Reagan. There are scientists, artists, and activists. We're going to talk about Einstein, Oppenheimer, Yuri Gagarin, John Lennon, Bobby Fischer, Noam Chomsky, still alive, Howard Zinn. We'll talk about Woodstock, Ian Fleming, George Orwell, Stanley Kubrick, the FBI, J. Edgar Hoover, the CIA, MI5, the KGB, spies like Guy Burgess and Kim Philby and Don McLean. Actually, didn't he write American Pie? Um, yeah, that so. was that was a bit of uh, red, you know, sort of commie commie undercover material there. Bye, bye, him. Miss American Pie. It was really a communist message saying, "Yeah, you're going away, America. It's gonna take it years, take us years. It'll probably kill us, but that's the sacrifice <laughs> we make for our art." That's right, absolutely. You know, I and add and anything if,
1: there, Ray? Oh, I just wanted to say, yeah, we're gonna go into like you said, the different spy agencies, and I really want to do. Examine uh, in upcoming episodes um, how, why, I guess, really, why the Russians had such a phenomenal um, spy network. Some of it they did, some of it it was just um, communist sympathizers of other countries who came to the Russians, but the Russians always had a good idea of what was going on in other countries, Stalin, I mean, Stalin just had access to information. He knew stuff that Truman didn't know about the bomb. So I want to really spend some time, when the, when the, when the occasion comes, is, is to spend some time on that and really focus on that. I can't believe you passed, you passed up Klaus Fuchs, who was a German who spied for the Russians at the Los Alamos National Laboratory during the building of the atomic bomb, because you could easily take his name, Fuchs, F-U-C, H S and do something with that, which we have a tendency to do on this show. But yeah, we'll get, we're gonna go into all the we'll stuff and all these amazing <laughs> that's right, all these amazing characters that that just help us tell this incredible story.
0: Now, time for some disclaimers. This is for yep. the people that don't know who we are. You've just stumbled I, on this show, you've managed to get this far into it, 20 odd <laughs> minutes, and you're like, what the what fuck the is fuck? going on? Who are these guys? <laughs> Look, let me let me start by question. this. That's a good uh, well, we'll introduce ourselves in a second, but let me give you some disclaimers about what our shows are like. Right, um, we are honestly going to do our best to try and give you an unbiased, neutral account of the facts. We work very hard on our shows uh, to dig into the history archives and and dig up primary or secondary source information where it's available, to be able Mm -hmm. to state this person said this or said that or did this or did that. Yeah. Now, we already know that a lot of people are going to lose their damn (laughs) minds over this (laughs) because we know this from experience. When we've done other shows, we present people with straight up facts, but... If it, they don't want to hear it. it runs contrary to what they've mm-hmm. been taught, what they've believed, what their identity has been built around, my country, uh, right or wrong, they lose their damn minds. Uh, uh, so we just party.
1: Uh, That's right. Why we're losing our minds. Yeah. Woo! Y'all gonna make me
0: lose my mind. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gonna make me Yes, and we do yep. that, too. We play music. So, <laughs> really so, yeah, yeah, music. A lot. Now, a lot. here's a tip, dear listeners, if you're new to the Ray and Cam experience. If you're easily offended when your country, political ideology, religion, or favourite kind of pizza topping is criticised, don't listen to this show. Trust us, just don't listen. Turn it off right now. You probably already have because I've said fuck at least (laughs) three or four times already and I mentioned Jesus. So, you know, if you're still hanging on, thinking, well, maybe that's not going to happen again, it's going to happen again. It's It's going to happen a lot.
1: Those two words will get the same sentence as well. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So, just, you know, if you can't handle that, turn it off. If you don't like swearing the occasional dick joke. Uh, Occasional. <laughs> or musical breaks in your right. history shows, if you don't like humor in your history yeah. shows, again, don't listen to this show.
1: Yeah, my thing is, um, I mean, because if we just gave you a straight facts, I mean, you might as well just go take a college course somewhere. But the point is, we tried. We tried to bring some humor to it. And um, if you can't laugh at yourself, you're probably a semi miserable person. And if you can't stand to listen to it, a challenge to your ideas, then they're probably not that strong in the first place. So just loosen up a little bit. We're going to try and make you laugh. We're going to uh, inform you, and hopefully, each episode will be engaging, and you'll you'll be able to tick off a list of things that you did not know previously. And that's what we're here for. And just you know, join us on this journey of discovering this amazing epic, this uh, this uh, this time, yeah, this epic in a, a world history that is still very much with us today.
0: And one last thing: as with some of our other podcast series, this is going to be a premium subscription series. We are unlike most other podcasts. Most podcasts are either free. Or the main, yeah. the main thread is free and then they have some bonus episodes that you subscribe to. Um, right. we, we do have a free show. It's called, uh, what's it called? The Life of a Life of, of a <laughs> Life of, Life of somebody. Caesar. Yeah. Um, but then our other shows uh, tend to be premium. So mm-hmm. this one, we're going to do some free episodes to get into the yeah, swing of it. Find our so. feet. Might take us a while to sort of get our groove as it often does with these shows. You know, this is very different from anything we've done before uh, together. Ray Ray has a very large, successful World War II show, which we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, you know, most of the stuff Ray and I have done together has been ancient, ancient, ancient history. This is going to be different. Might take us a little while to get our feet under us. But when we when we feel like we've, we're in the swing of it, and I'm already feeling pretty good about it, to be quite honest, yeah, we're <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm swinging. We're going to start charging a small monthly or or Mm -hmm. an annual subscription to listen to the rest of the series. It's going to cost you the cost of a cup of coffee a month to listen to a couple of hour-long podcasts. If you don't like that idea, again, probably don't listen to this show. You're going to be disappointed. Now, the the one way this show is different from the other history series that we've done, Napoleon, Caesar, Alexander, and World War II, is that Ray and I were alive during the Cold War, so that makes us contemporary sources. We're our own sources, Ray.
1: <laughs> That's right. How exactly. fucking
0: meta is that? Exactly. We don't have to. We have to do any work. You're going to like this show because we don't have to do any research. <laughs> we just have to go. Well, I'm a primary source. I was there. This is right. what happened. That's it. Deal yeah. with it. End of end of the show. Thank you.
1: And another thing you're going to learn is that occasionally when we when we stumble upon a good catchphrase, we'll make a coffee mug out of it. I think the first one might be, I'm a Cold War survivor. I'm not uh, sure. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. But, yeah, we are here. We survived the Cold War. Veteran. Fuck you, Cold War. Cold veteran. War veteran.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's
1: right. That's right. All right and if so you're to this, so are you. So, well, not
0: necessarily. Not, I mean, like if they're oh, like, that's if true. That's, if they were born no, in 1991, at, they're 25. Anyone under the age of 25... Yeah. Wasn't alive during the You're official not Cold a War. survivor Good point. Pussies. Good point. You're all pussies. No, no. Um,
1: he means that in the best way possible. I do. I like pussies.
0: Um, <laughs> let's introduce ourselves. Um, I. Uh, you start.
1: Well, I'll. I'll How about? Well, I was. I had a little uh, uh, intro for you, if I could. Then you can oh, fill it in. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah.
1: Since I did such a bad job on the last on <laughs> the last time? episode. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I would like to take a moment and introduce and introduce Cameron. That's not a knife, Riley. Who truly is the pod father, the the father of podcasting. As far as I know, you were the first one who came up with the idea of. Recording two people talking on different parts of the world and putting it together in, in a podcast, he had his own podcast uh, for a while, his own podcast network, excuse me for a while, until the great economic collapse of two thousand eight, as we all know, caused by the imperialist capitalist dogs of the one percent and believe it or not, even every, everything you've heard for the last twenty five minutes, Cameron is pretty shy, uh, he's a bit reticent it's kind of hard to get a you know coax an opinion out of him, but he truly is a man for all seasons especially if you hang out with him in Vegas. Uh, But he does take podcasting and this subject very seriously. He will always give you his A-game. You might not always agree. You might not always like what he says. But in the end, you will love his irreverent honesty.
0: Well, that's gone on my gravestone. I should die (laughs) right now.
1: No, no, because I'd have to do the rest of the episode by myself. That Thank you, Ray. Uh,
0: yeah, and, uh, you know, a bit more about my background before I get yeah, into doing yeah. a, a, a putting a finger up Ray's ass as well. As, uh, <laughs> I live in Brisbane, Australia, <laughs> mid-40s, married, uh, uh, two-year-old, couple of 15-year-old kids from a previous marriage, um, worked at Microsoft for a long time. These days I run a marketing agency and podcast. And, yes, nice. we take this shit Seriously. Yeah. Um, My co host, Ray Harris Jr., uh, don't know anything about him really, just stumbled across him in a gutter. Uh, He had vomit all over himself. I picked him up, washed him off, and said, uh, It happened. Got him high, and now he just giggles a lot. Uh, Ray and I, uh, Ray has a very successful history podcast. I would say that you and I are probably. The third greatest history podcasters in the world. I mean, maybe fourth or fifth. Definitely top ten. Right. De-
1: definitely, definitely. Definitely top i I'm not going to argue with that. I'm not going to argue with that.
0: <laughs> greatest history podcasters out there. Ray, as I said uh, earlier, has a very successful series he's been running for several years on World War II, and now we're going to ruin the end of it with this.
1: Exactly. Sorry.
0: Um, um, Ray uh, lives in Virginia in uh, mm-hmm. the United States. He's uh, He's a dwarf um if you've ever seen game of thrones he's basically the same size as Tyrion lannister with less I'm hair just,
1: well that and i'm not as well in doubt as he is
0: yeah let's um, just be honest let's he, just be honest he likes to uh drink his own limoncello and uh not a big fan of doing it's, research for shows ray's idea is just turn up and giggle his yeah. way out of difficult situations
1: it's it's worked for years. I'm sorry, but it's worked for years. So, yeah. But I couldn't do it without your
0: buddy. And um, Thank you. even though I know you've done next to no research for this show, um, I'm still excited nonetheless. About well, I copied you.
1: and pasted your notes. So, you know, <laughs> something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and just to let everybody know, I am coming up on my 50th birthday, so I'm looking for something huge to do, preferably something stupid and illegal. So if anybody's got any ideas, you know, drop us a line. But um, I vacations. I want, yeah. I want
0: everyone to urinate in a bottle
1: <laughs> no, and
0: no. FedEx it to Ray. No. Just email me. Uh, by the way, we have a new email address for the show, email at acoldwar.com. Oh, just email nice. me. I'll send you email. Ray's address. You can oh, send for a friend. Email. Well, what have for his fiftieth? Just put, a, put now, a limoncello label on it. He will never know the difference.
1: Yeah, there there will be homework assignments for this podcast. We're going to try to build smaller, you know, bombs. And oh, um, don't they, say that. The NSA
0: are on your door <laughs> right now. We haven't
1: even put this online. I'm a loyal American. Everybody in my family but me is in the military. Uh, no, I'm 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 good. I'm good. But don't worry you,
0: that's the that's the thing. <laughs> And they're like, uh, tell me about this relationship with Cameron Riley, the renowned communist sympathizer from Australia. Um, by the way, let me just clear this up. Because mm-hmm. even before we started recording the show, there were people on a certain Facebook group that I will not mention because I don't want to give Hi. it any bloody nope. media attention. Good for you. Like, oh, that Cold War. Somebody, one of our listeners said, are oh, you excited about Cameron Ray's Cold War series? And they're like, oh, Riley's just a. Yes, he's a Stalin lover and a US basher. Let me get this out of the way right up front. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I don't yeah. love Stalin. He and I had a little fling no, once, but that's, that's it. Right. it didn't you look go, a lot
1: like him in it, that video.
0: I did a bit of a reach around, but it didn't go any <laughs> further than that. I'm not a, a communist sympathizer, uh, right. and I'm not a, uh, an America hater, basher, as I sometimes get called. Let me get this out right front. My wife is American. Mm-hmm. One of my sons is American. Nice. Um, you know, I have a lot of family, friends. Uh, I go to America once a year, every 18 months mm-hmm. for a month. Uh, uh, I love a lot of Americans and a lot of things about America. That said, I, I know that there is a lot that can be said about uh, America's history and present, particularly in terms of its geopolitics, uh, right. and that, that deserves criticism. America is not perfect. Americans listening to this, believe it or not, shock, horror, your country is (laughs) not perfect and has its fair share of blood on its hands. And we're going to talk about that. And look, just grow the fuck up and deal with it. My country, Australia, far from perfect. We've done and continue to do a lot of horrendous things. I'm happy to hear criticism of that. I'm happy to contribute criticism towards that. If you think you're a patriot, here's the thing about being a patriot. The real patriot is the one that listens to the criticism, acknowledges it when it's valid, and tries to make mm-hmm. his or her country better. A patriot yeah. isn't somebody who goes, Don't you dare criticize my country. Fuck you. I stick yeah, their fingers in their ears you. and goes la 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 la. la. Right. That that's that, there's another word for that. What is it? It's it's oh idiot. That's what that is. That's an idiot. If you do that, you're an idiot, not a patriot, okay? Right. Yeah. Um now that that said I- Yes, mm-hmm. Russia uh, under Stalin, before Stalin, after Stalin, going back to the Tsars did a lot of horrible things to their people, to other people and we're going to talk about that and by the way, um, so did somebody else who we'll get into in this thing. But we're going to we're going to to break mm-hmm. this down. We're going to dish out criticism where we think it's due. We're going to examine the facts, we're going to back it up. Uh, but I'm not an America basher. I'm not a commie lover. I just know from having studied history my entire life that the version of events that you tend to get from school or from the popular media tends to be dumbed down to a massive degree and right. simplified to make your side look good and the other side look like heinous devil worshippers. And usually it's not. I mean, occasionally it maybe it is that simple, but usually it's not. And if you want to have a true understanding of how the world works, you need to pick that apart and try and work out what really happened and what's really going on today. Disagree with me? If you yeah. think I've got a fact wrong, shoot me an email and tell me. People have corrected me many, many times in the course of our shows and I've gone, oh, thank you, I appreciate that. I'll yeah. I'll say it in the next show. Hey, in a previous episode I said this is, it was wrong. Somebody showed me some different evidence and I think that's right I got no problem with that. Just don't. If you go on one of these rants, Riley's, then I'm just going to to, to tar and feather you uh,
1: because. Right. And he will. He will do it online, and then he'll come and do it on the show. So don't do it. Just just be objective. I would like to ask one question and make one observation. What the question, as far as your American child goes, do you love them any less or treat them any less lovingly? Probably not.
0: No, and his name okay. is Fox, my American child. Uh, he's a half American, half Australian. But he has an American passport, American citizenship. Yeah. No, yeah. he's he's awesome. Okay. Despite his and name d- being named after Fox News. He's actually named after go. Fox Mulder. But, you know, depending <laughs> on who I'm talking to, if it's a Republican, I like, go, oh, we called him after Fox News. Yeah. And they're like, ah, that's, yeah, huge. That's if, smart. Yeah. And if it's after somebody with a brain, I say we, we named him after Fox Mulder.
1: Well, the other thing is, I mean, if you take a look at the um, opinion polls of um, our uh, Congress and whatnot, um, it, it's, it's like, it's okay if we say bad, if Americans say bad things about their own politicians, we kind of get a little, ee! when so, when someone from outside our country says it. But yeah, looking at those opinion polls, I think there's a, the vast majority of the people in this country agree with you by, and you know, we could, we could be doing a lot better. We could be trying to get along and, you know, the days of Let's agree to disagree, but do it civilly and move on. Have have long gone, and now everything's personal and everything's an attack. So a lot of people would agree with you uh, with that. Well, that's uh, another... If I could, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt.
1: No, I was pretty much done with that.
0: Uh, I was just going to say the other criticism that I get a lot as well. How dare you, Chrissy, my wife, American, says this to me all the time. Well, Americans don't like you criticizing America because you're not American. My two responses to that in terms of the podcast are, well, that's funny because, you know, when I talked about Napoleon for 60 episodes, no one said you can't do that because you're not French. When I talked about Caesar for 60 episodes, no one said you can't do that. You're not Italian. When I (laughs) talked about Alexander the Great for, what is it now, 50 odd episodes, no one said you can't do that. You're not Macedonian. Um, if I yeah. criticise Stalin on this, I'm sure nobody's going to get up in arms and say, how exactly. dare you do that, you're not Russian. It's only when it comes to America that all of a yeah. sudden it's out of bounds. You can't do that. B, right. we all live uh, in the Amer- under the American empire today. Here in Australia, we're very close allies. Our prime ministers you know, like to sniff the butt of any American president that comes within earshot. Uh, they cow down They literally They get down And they bow And they Bye. kiss his And we pick. like it like that Yeah yeah. Um, yeah. Um, we You know When America sneezes The world catches a cold We all live Under the American empire So yeah Look we, we I may not be a citizen But what America does Affects me Just as much Almost As it affects You If you're an American So I, I, I'm not going to Apologize For Ooh. taking an interest In America's uh, Particularly its It's geopolitical Affairs. That's just the reality of life in the 21st century.
1: Absolutely. If I could give, if I could take a shot at uh, giving my uh, sincere disclaimer for Mm -hmm. those who were considering whether or not to keep you know, listening to the show or to to bow out. And again, we don't want anybody to be unhappy. We don't want anybody to be stressed. We don't want you to listen to this or to anything and have your blood pressure go up while you're driving down the road. If you don't like it, if it's not your cup of tea, you know, take care and we wish you will. But I do want to say that Cam and I have been covering stuff like Caesar, Alexander, Augustus, and that's like you know 2,000 years ago or whatever. I don't do advanced mathematics. But it's safe to talk about that. It's safe to joke about that stuff because all those people are long gone. Now, Again, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but we're gonna bring the truth, we're gonna bring the facts, we're gonna tell both sides of the story, which is not very popular, I I would think that in, in today's media. So as far as the funny, we'll find a way to do it because it is the Cold War. It just finished happening, you know, what a couple decades ago. We'll find a way to be funny, but we're gonna bring you the facts. And um it, it's not, and again, like Cam said, it's not a simple story of the bad guys, the evil Soviet Empire, and the good white hat-wearing Americans, you know, trying to slay the beast. Life doesn't work that way. There's always good and bad on both sides. It is the way it is, and I just, I just have to say this up front because I got torn into. I, I'm currently doing a. Um, bio series on Stalin on the World War Two podcast, and I got torn to shreds by someone <clears throat> when I said that Stalin wasn't evil. So let me just take like 30 seconds. Stalin is not evil with a little demon on his shoulder that has a long tail a pitchfork and horns taking orders from the devil. Stalin was cruel. He was ruthless. He killed millions of his own people. He starved everybody to death, but he was doing what he thought he had to do to secure his position, which was the most important thing to him and his country's borders, but he's not evil. There's not a God and a devil battling through Stalin and FDR. It doesn't work that way. And, um, he, for Stalin, his country was invaded twice in living memory, in one lifetime, by Germany. And the second time they were invaded, millions upon millions upon millions of people were killed, thousands upon thousands of cities was, were was destroyed, there was killing, there was rape, there was purposeful starvation, there was theft. Why wouldn't Stalin want to protect his borders? He can be a bad guy all he wants in his own country, but he's not going to let someone else come in and take from him what he has earned. And he worked very hard and he killed a lot of people to get where he's at. So he's going to do what he's going to do to keep the invaders out. So that's just the way it works. And the Americans are the good guys in the white hat trying to return freedom to the world, which they were to a certain degree, but let's be honest about this. And this was kind of a shock to me because Cam and I have been reading up on, on the, uh, the cold war for the last couple of weeks, America, just like everybody else had suffered during the great depression and through all the money that we spent gearing up for World War II, our economy recovered. In fact, the um, uh, GDP doubled. So America's doing very well economically. And I'll just give you the short version of this. But learned people with PhDs who know about economics tell to the, the politicians, look, we, we produce too much stuff we can't just sell it to ourselves. We have to sell it to the world. We have to have ever-expanding markets. And that cannot happen if Europe and parts of Asia are under the communist blanket. We have to have access to those markets. So that's not sexy. Nobody wants to hear that. But that's a part of the reality. Because if they don't do that, then the economy is going to collapse again. And then Everybody's going to be miserable, and the politicians are responsible for making sure that doesn't happen. And Stalin had learned at the knee of Lenin, and he said, if you just wait long enough, the capitalists will turn on each other and fight, because by the very nature, all they care about is themselves. So Secure your borders, wait for things to die down, and when they turn into each other, that's when you try to grab as much territory as you can. So that's what Stalin is going to do. So he is going to wait, and he is a political master. He has been in charge since the 1920s. He has removed all his rivals. He has seen everything. He is a grandmaster when it comes to the political stage. But up against him is FDR, who is, in my opinion— worthy of taking on Stalin. He, he is crafty. He's shifty. FDR has seen it all. He's been able to do some amazing things. But he dies in 1945. So, so Truman comes along. Truman Dude, what the fuck are you doing? You're doing I mean, the whole on, fucking I'm series in five no, minutes? No, shut up. Shut up. I'm almost finished. <laughs> We're going to do biographies on these people. Okay, Why are you doing... Shut. it? Okay, I'm just going to say this. Truman has no idea what the fuck he's doing. FDR plucked him up, but he is going to have his moments, and he's going to confound the master Stalin. And I just want to say that this story of the Cold War is the two great empires going at each other, for decades, from 1945 to the, to you can call it the early 1990s, these two empires, the largest the worlds have ever seen, are going to go at each other. But it's not a hot war. They're going to lie, steal, deceive, spy, uh, uh, just everything they can possibly do. And that's what makes this so exciting and just such an engaging story is that they're going to go at it for decades. And and their stakes are the entire world.
0: Well, that's the series, people. Thanks very much for coming. <laughs>
1: Thank you. We'll check it you out you next week. You made it to the end.
0: <laughs> I guess we should put yes, you make a good point. We didn't we've never explained so far why it was called a cold war. I mean there was lots of hot in the yeah, cold yeah, war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot lots, hot hot. Yeah. It was referred to as a cold war because the US and the USSR didn't launch missiles directly at each other. They fought proxy wars. They, as you say, they fought backroom spying wars, economic wars. But it didn't actually end up, uh, thankfully, in nuclear all-out nuclear war. Nearly did. Very, nearly, very nearly yes. did. Several occasions. But we'll talk about them yeah. when we get to them, or Rail just yeah. jump ahead and tell you yeah, the story, yeah, yeah. and then we won't we'll see. So yeah, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> The question that Ray and I have, have gone backwards and forwards with over the last couple of months is is where do we start the series? Right. Um, now, that's fairly debatable. When did the Cold War start? Was it when the Bolsheviks took control of Russia in 1917? Was mm-hmm. it when the US dropped the first atom bomb on Hiroshima? Uh, we, we've decided we're going to start with the Yalta Conference in early 1945 yeah. towards the end of World War II when the Big Three... Churchill, FDR, and Stalin sat down and started to map out in earnest how the world was going to run after the end of the war. Right. But before we can cover Yalta, we need to provide some background. Um, As with our Julius Caesar series, we had to go back to the Gracchi and Sulla and Marius in order (laughs) to be able to explain Caesar With our Alexander the Great series, we had to go back to his father, Philip II of Macedon. Mm -hmm. And for us to understand the motivations of the big three by the time they got to Yalta, we really need to know a little about the previous 30 years. Now, we could easily take 50 episodes to cover that period, but we're going to try and condense it as much as possible over the next few episodes. It's probably going to take us a few hours and a few episodes as it is. Right. Um, but we think it's necessary background information that you probably need to know before we get to the Yalta conference.
1: Absolutely. They put everything in perspective and you'll get an idea of the, of the players of that so you'll know not only what their motivations were but the type of people they were based on past actions.
0: And we're going to start by doing mini biographies of the, the big three, Churchill, Roosevelt, and Stalin. Ray's already jumped ahead and given you half of it on Stalin, but, you know, <laughs> that's that's what Ray does. He can't follow a script. He just jumps no. around all over the place. They're impetuous. Too much limoncello. Um, mm-hmm. But seeing as this episode's already 45 minutes in, Ray, I think we cut this one, say so this is the introduction. Yes.
1: This is number one. Snip the tip. Yep. We're going to
0: circumcise this episode, <laughs> make it a Jew, uh, even though St. Paul said, you know what, that old cutting the end off the tip of your dick thing, don't think you need to do that anymore. Maybe a little shorter uh, than these. Uh, you know, Peter and James said, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? We're Jews. you got to <laughs> chop it off. And he was like, eh, don't think so. They said, dude, you no. didn't even know Jesus. And he goes, uh eh, yeah, came, to, came, the line. came to me in a dream. Said don't have, yeah, Gentiles don't yeah. have to chop the end off to the dick. Gentiles dream. seem to like that idea. All the benefits <laughs> of being a Jew without having to, you know, pull the end of your <laughs> dick off and cut it off. They're like, fuck yeah. Anyway, yeah. That's, other, that's another show. That's, that's uh, another series. <laughs> uh, yes, so we'll, we'll cut this one off and yep. snip it off, pinch it off. Yep. And... Uh, <laughs> Let's go out with... Uh, Hold on. Before you do, uh, let's
1: give everybody the website and the email oh, address. One. yeah.
0: Very mm, good. <laughs> um, well, uh, the yeah. website... Is, well, they, they, they're already listening to the show, so I figure they know something that's going on. Better safe
1: than sorry. You yeah, never know. True. The
0: website is acoldwar.com.
1: Um,
0: We have a Facebook page. I think it's a Cold War podcast, um, and you can find Mm -hmm. us in iTunes, which you've already done, I assume, or something like that. Send us an email to email. Now, yeah, here's here's the thing that we do, if you're new. Uh, Go to iTunes and leave us a review um, in iTunes, and if we Mm -hmm. like your review... Mm -hmm. We will read it out on uh, a future episode and uh, send you a gift. Yeah. Now the gifts will be uh, usually coffee mugs with Cold War slogans and artwork and funny things on there. So Mm -hmm. um, might as well. I know this wasn't much of an episode, but you can get started. Go up to iTunes, look for a Cold War podcast by Ray and Cam. There's a few Cold War podcasts up there, but look for this one, Ray and Cam Cold War Podcast. Um, write us a review uh, and don't write us a negative review don't go look if you don't like us just turn just it off walk away walk, walk
1: the fuck away walk away don't walk feel away. the
0: need but if it's a good if it's a good review write it we'll, we'll, we might send you a gift
1: uh, no, have, have, having said that, if you go look at some of the reviews from Caesar, Augustus, whatever, some, some of those people were able to wax lyrical. There were some amazing reviews. We oh, love has, those because we love reading yeah. those on, on the uh, show.
0: Oh, we only, yeah. only pick the funniest, most eloquent, yes. clever.
1: Get creative, people.
0: Yeah. We love those. Work hard for it, people. These, these coffee mugs <laughs> cost money. I mean, we're not going to send them to you if you don't work hard for it. What do you think this is, no. communism?
1: Yeah. Uh, no, my seven year old daughter works hard making those. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Are we done?
1: I think we are. An iron curtain has descended across the continent.